0: I'll read, pet. Oh, yeah, I just thought I'd start with a, a Shilden welcoming, and there was a fine Shilden welcoming uh, yesterday that was given to uh, uh, the old co-host, Craigo, who's back. How you doing, lad? Yeah, I'm, uh,
1: I'm glad to be back. Uh, no longer sitting on the toilet. Uh, yeah, I'm
0: looking forward to doing episode four for its our year podcast. Oh, very lovely. I, I'm, I'm glad you're not defecating as well, because that, I mean, it's a sturdy stool, but he doesn't want that, does it? No, we're uh, but yeah, let's uh, get going. <laughs> Seamless as always. So uh, in this week's episode, be uh, talking about how uh, Leicester they're not quite clicking at the minute, and the uh, the dire experience for fans in the ground when faced with VAR incidents, uh, and also looking forward to talking about that chap with the balaclava on, and you could quite clearly tell he had glasses on behind it, and then he started. You know, razzing it over the seats with a pair of nunchucks. That was good at the Napoli game, wasn't it? Uh, of course, we'll also touch on the Wednesday. You also seem to be a little bit flatlining at this point in time, aren't they, Craig? Yeah, uh,
1: stalling, to be fair. It's same mistakes, what it seems to be. Uh, uh,
0: Mainly from Peacock Farrell.
1: Yeah, uh, I was praising him early on in the podcast, but uh, yeah, uh, it's not been good enough uh, for three big errors, and uh, I'll be talking about that. But yeah, it just seems that mentality is coming back into our game The shit mentality Even though we have got a a fairly new uh,
0: team But it's the same old mistakes, it looks like Yeah, we're just inherent losers, aren't they? So, uh, we'll also be divulging um, our own and uh, numerous other people's top lone players Who came in and very quickly became cult heroes um, Including, supposedly, the relation of Ali Dyer The cousin of Ali Dyer um, of course, when that name was dropped, it was enough to dupe old uh, Graham Sunes, wasn't it? Daft dope. Uh, then, um, a fairly in-depth exploration of shit football TV shows. Alright, because actually we needed to address the balance after all the positive loan player stuff. Uh, so we have having a look at Gand, uh, Gander at storylines from Dream Team to Footballers' Wives, uh, which supposedly was based on uh, Leicester's previous keeper, uh, Curtain Head Ian Walker, and his wife Susie. They used to love for a few nude shoots them, and of course they'd have the hilariously placed ball or gloves over their knob and fanny. Uh, footballers'
1: Wives is coming back. It's coming back. It's coming it? back? Yeah, I. Uh not uh, just streaming the ep- the old episodes again but uh, uh yeah my wife got really excited when they was uh, on this morning discussing
0: it really so, but, tanya yeah tanya with her, with her intense eyes um, um so basically any time somebody says oh should i listen to the it's our year podcast do you know what i turn into craig i turn into mrs doyle from Farther the ted and i say Go on, go on, go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. Like that. It's not remotely annoying, is it? I remember she turned that into a few quid, didn't she? Because she started doing it as a, an advert for the Inland revenue. So, yeah, we better, better just get on with it, eh, Craig?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: So, as hinted at previously, uh, just mentioning Leicester, I don't know. There's just something not quite right. Maybe for the first time, Brendan Rodgers is. Uh, not feeling pressure. So that's a ridiculous comment to make. But the fact I have made it, so therefore it puts it in people's minds. That was a stupid thing to say. It's not pressure, but there's just something that isn't quite correct at this moment in time. I mean, defensively yesterday against Burnley in the uh, in the two two draw, really poor. Old uh, Lughead Vestergaard. I don't. He just he couldn't cope with Vidra at all. And considering he's what six foot five, six foot six, and a relatively big fella. Muscled off it continually, winning nothing in the air. They were, they were getting round him. It was, uh, yeah, it was. I don't know. There's it, it, it a worrying lack of intensity. And of course, for the first time ever, Brendan received a few uh, boos uh, for his decision when he took uh, Adam Luckman off, who, who's been excellent, by the way, since coming in on loan from uh, RP Leipzig. He looked very skillful. He was winning the ball back, uh, good turn of pace, and then he brought old uh, Manders on, and it seemed it did seem an, an odd decision really because he he was undoubtedly the 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 main attacking threat but defensively yeah Fafana and Evans such such a huge loss in that background in the in the back line should I say just the aggressiveness um his ability to break the lines with the pass because we just seem to be knocking it back and forth between the back four and it's uh, yeah not been not been good at all and of course prior to that there was the uh the Napoli game where we'd celebrated Patson and goal and again no word no nothing you'd, you'd had that moment thought it was marvellous his first goal for the club and then just taken off yeah. Um I don't know I just hate VAR in a live football experience because you're almost thinking I can't quite commit myself to this uh, to this celebration because it might very well be taken off us uh, I mean obviously Craig you've not You've not been involved, have you, with VAR in the Championship? That yes. wasn't a dig, but...
1: Uh... No, no. but I
0: have had uh,
1: occasions where I have been to games. Obviously, I went to the World Cup, mm-hmm. where they introduced VAR. And at the time, it was a bit of a novelty. It was quite oh, a bit fun on the, on the screens. Oh, a bit isn't it? fun. But obviously, when it's your own team, and it actually, you said it hasn't happened to us. It, it did. If you remember when we were in FA Cup against Chelsea. Oh, it actually
0: worked that night, though, didn't it?
1: Yeah, but to think we've got a penalty at Stamford Bridge uh, then to be taken away and then. Oh, did I you see I, it as
0: fun and novelty that
1: night? No, I didn't and as you know they run up the, the other end of the pitch and they got a penalty uh, but funny enough they didn't go to VAR for that one, did they? No, because it was a penalty But what I don't understand is I thought this season they were giving the benefit to the striker mm-hmm. and
0: even again You're going to mention Chris Wood from yesterday, aren't
1: you? Yeah, Jake? but even Daka I thought he, he was on there yeah. he, he, And I don't understand thought fo- the start of the season I know we're only a few games in already mm-hmm. But it seemed to me at the first couple of games They were giving the benefit of doubt to the striker And now they're not And I don't understand it And it's it's ruining the game And yeah, to be fair
0: For me, Wood's goal should have stood yesterday And obviously the week before against Brighton Where, maybe the first one Where Harvey Barnes had been stood in the eye of the, the goalkeeper whatever The second one Complete bollocks And it was proven yesterday with a Villas goal. Because I don't know if you've seen it, Craig O, but pretty much a complete replicate of what happened with us. They're goal given. So, what are we crying out for, Craig? It's consistency, isn't it? That's what we want. Um, And also at the Napoli game, of course, it's marvellous to have the European Knights back at the King Power. It's just a shame that the club don't seem to be able to talk to the the sort of, you know, uh, the little group Union FS who do the Tifos. Because it was, all, it was an official one. It were like Baker foil flags, which look all right, but it's just nondescript. There's nothing particularly interesting or unique about it. Because in the old European nights, where we had, when Craig Shakespeare was manager, obviously it let uh, forth the, sort of, the dogs of war. And it was great. They were all personalised and a darn sight more interesting. Did you feel uh, like there was a negative uh, vibe in, in the game with the Napoli fans? Um, no, not until afterwards. And obviously things started coming out. So at the end of the game where things started kicking off and people were sort of scrambling across and it was like a sort of 70s kung fu film because the fella with the nunchucks were getting it all this swinging him about and then the leicester fan just sized him up twatted him one straight in face laid him out it was great on one level really but then all the videos came out of uh outside of Demon where people were being attacked with belt buckles and ah, it would have been great if danny Dyer just wrote around the corner it's proper nuts it's a bit nutsy this isn't it aye I mean not, not as bad as that, that dreadful one where he was in, um, uh, where was it, was it Brazil or Russia or somewhere where, where there's a chant for somebody who um, was raped on a graveside and there's a chant for the
1: person who committed the rape What was that, the uh, Football Factories International?
0: Yes it was, like in yeah. Brazil where, he, where, the, where his bus got attacked <laughs> or where that bloke slapped him and just knocked him out it were good that. But then, so one of the aftermaths on your favourite radio station, Craig, <clears throat> talks about the former king of transfer like deadline it, yeah. day. I know you do. Jim White was on. He was like, Ultras, what's it all about? What's it all about? That's more Ali McCoy's isn't it, than Jim White. I'm mean, going to let me try. Uh, no, the Ultras. No, I'm just going to have to go for a just completely <laughs> run of the mill stereotype. I actually, I actually, actually listened here. to this, uh, this segment what's about, all about the, bit, that word. Yeah, what's it all about? Glorifying Ultras. Well, no, but he—he he not He clearly knows nothing about it, though. Read to read Tobias Jones' book, Ultra. That'll tell you about it. Because it's like cause Simon Jordan, incredibly, which is very unusual, provided quite an interesting perspective. Well, a factual perspective of saying, well, Ultra just means ultra emotion. There's numerous fans who would consider themselves Ultras who don't involve themselves in any form of violence whatsoever. Who provide lots of things for the community and do lots of things for charity. Of course, in every club, as there as there is. There's a there's dickheads, mm. an old numchuck like yeah. clearly a dickhead, but Jim White just clearly just fake sort of rage that he was. what's well, you know, all about the ultras. They've got to be sorted out. All of these people need to be sorted out. They don't because you've got to look at the individuals, have not you, as opposed to a group of people. But anyway, about, about the Wednesday, the last couple of games, Craig. A bit bit of, bit of a malaise at Hillsborough at this moment in time, isn't there? Yeah, obviously we had a, a
1: really good start uh, under Darren Moore. Uh, few clean sheets yeah we've got a brand new team but it seems to me uh, the silly mistakes are creeping in from uh, past seasons like even yesterday just here. an aptitude yeah and just like to be fair the Morecambe game I let that off uh, we created chances oh God, uh, uh, but then Plymouth then got Ahmed, we got rinsed, got hammered because we couldn't uh, uh, actually just go toe-to-toe with them we tried to play out from the back We've got, we're going to play against teams who want to beat Wednesday because we're to, we are going to be scalping this division, and we need to learn how to play League One football. Then Shrewsbury, yeah, Bannon and Mister Pem, mm-hmm. yeah, that goes in. We're probably going to win that game, but we should be we should be putting teams away like that. And then yesterday Ipswich, it looked like it was going to be the perfect away performance going into the 90th minute, and. Uh, I don't think Chris has seen it, but I'll describe it. Oh. Uh, cross comes in. Peacock Farrell just uh, claims the ball nicely, but he's not looking round, is he? He's not looking round, and a Ipswich player sneaks up behind him, waiting for him to roll
0: the ball out. Oh, got the classic that you might see yeah. on Paddy McGuinness's football foul-ups. But what I don't understand is, camp.
1: but what I don't understand is, yeah, Peacock Farrell should be looking, but. There's clearly, you can see the Wednesday defenders seeing what's going to happen. Should have and, alerted and, and and not, even sh- not even shouting, Bailey, look look what's behind you. <laughs> so he roll, roll, rolls it out, rolls it out. To be fair, he nearly still cocked it up. Oh, the it, lad it, finishing it? Yeah, B. Farrell tried to get the ball back. But then he squared it, scuff shot, one hole, Connor Chaplin. It's a joke. Yeah, and we... The top two Wigan and Sunderland are breaking away now, five or seven points. Mm. I think we're still going to be all right, but I think we will be in, in the mix for uh, playoffs.
0: But what do you think? About, is, what do you think it, about Rotherham being higher than in you in the league? Are you are you going to need another Miller killer who can step up and 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 collect a few Millers based scouts? Well, well,
1: two, like one when you're back into playoffs. it oh, started so, like, like I'm not. I'm not worried about about them at all. I just think we just need to cut these mistakes out, and uh, hopefully, uh, uh, we'll do that on uh, Tuesday. We're gonna we're gonna win. Oh, so, easy game, easy game. So again, uh, uh, we'll see how we go. But yeah, not a great start. I still think Darren Moore's the right man for the job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't agree. with Wednesday fans, are, uh, all of them, saying we might need a change already. Bloody hell! So, to, be fair, though, be to be fair, though, not reactionary. To be fair, though. I do think we, some Wednesday fans just need to realise we are a League One team now. We are there for a reason. Aren't you one of these fans? No, no. Oh. I am I, I, I think it's because of uh, the involvement with Sheffield FC. I think I'm looking at it a, bit, a different are perspective. Are you able to
0: actually look at it factually? Yeah,
1: So, but I think we've got enough there and hopefully we can kick on and get into uh, uh, the playoffs and hopefully try to close down top two.
0: Well, then you never do, it might be. So now we're going to discuss our own suggestions regarding loan players and providing a few uh, suggestions that have been um, sent in to us from others. So I thought I'd start off with a few few Leicester loan players. And one of my favourite ones in the sort of uh, edging towards the 2010s, just a bit prior, was Mark Davis from Wolves, who unfortunately is not really... Gone on to do anything really, which is a shame. But he was only at our place for seven games, and he was absolutely fantastic. He just ran every single match that he was in. Very skillful. Um, I think he managed to score once. Uh, and He just had this ability to sort of just slalom through defences. He was he was an excellent player, and we we attempted to buy him. Um, we put in a five hundred grand bid in, but uh, Bolton. Of all teams, you know, who are really flush these days Attempted to usurp us and put in a bid of uh, a million quid Is he still playing now? He is, I don't, I'm not sure He's only only our age, he's 34 Yeah, I not. he's not old, is he? But he sort of fell away completely Having shown some absolute supreme promise Uh, And the second player, lone player Who's made a big difference in in my lifetime Was the... uh, the Berlin Wall Which I always thought was an odd nickname Because the Berlin Wall fell down So it can't be that sturdy It got knocked down. But uh, Robert Outh From, uh, from Stoke So alongside uh, Esteban Cambiaso, Key part of the great escape season And then obviously The title winning season as well um, So we got him from Stoke uh, Got him on loan initially And then transpired to be A, a permanent siding Loved Loved being a dick he loved being a dick, elbowing, kicking, booting the ball in uh, Callum Wilson's though, he, face. He looked a dick when they played against Man City.
1: Though. Do you remember when we went and we got the free tickets from uh, Barclays? I do indeed, yes. And, we, and,
0: and in Man City, to, and we were run, the only fans in that stand he, that day, weren't we? Oh, it's just like that now. We're empty-eyed. Pep. Us and Tits Art Jackie. Told
1: Pep. What about that? Actually, calling for Man City fans to turn up mm-hmm.
0: to the Etihad. I know we're going off mm-hmm. to uh, track there, but mm-hmm. what do you think about that? Um, I think you can see it from both sides. In that, you you might think it's mm, a bit tone deaf. when out of pandemic; people are struggling. But I think he's also got to remember that Man City have only been this top level elite club for about ten years. Yeah, because prior well, to they that, League one, League one, they? they're not they're not Barcelona, they're not no, Bayern Munich, no. you know, they're not this huge established side where people will um, turn up week in, week out. It's not gonna happen. So yeah, I don't know, it seemed a bit daft, but then equally- Not like Wednesday, are they? For a thick and thin with our great attendance. Well, you're the massive, aren't you? Well, I'm not allowed to say that this season. Well, funny when you do though, isn't it? Um, but supposedly he loved elbowing and kicking people so much that during midweek, when he weren't training, he'd be off doing UFC. It's love, absolutely love. Did he have a football uh, chant? Was it just it's Like when he did that marvelous free kick against Stoke, where he hit the, uh, boo. Hit the corner flag. Boo. I suppose, yeah. I suppose it's similar. Yeah, it sounds equally as moronic as the last, doesn't it? Um, I don't know if you can remember this, Craig, but he got banned from Twitter for um, what, Robert. Robert got banned from Twitter for playing um, a game, and that game was called Cock or No Cock. <laughs> So people would send him pictures, and he'd decide nine cock. But he also uh, mocked Alexis Sanchez, uh, and it was that same game. Remember when Christian Fuchs just proper launched the ball into yeah, Sanchez's so yeah, face, and he sort remember, of laid yeah. down, and he and he put up a picture, didn't he, where he had like this this fat lip, you know, to to, to show the rough and tumble of what happened when he played Leicester. And of course, Hooth responded not with a yeah cock. He didn't send that through He sent a picture through We just had a tiny little cut On his finger Claiming that he'd just about Recovered from the battle Of Arsenal Adding an emoji Of an ambulance For uh, for good effect uh, He also scored a own goal In that game Didn't mention that one Did he? Um, but what about your players Craig That you've mentioned For the, the Wednesday
1: Yeah uh, Wednesday have always had a Quite a bit, bit Of a loving For a a loan player? Have they? I for a loan player. I don't know if it's because we've er uh, uh, not got enough money to buy. Yeah, people. not had the not had the funds in in previous years. But uh, uh, I've got a list of five, and like I said, the Wednesday fans get really attached to loan players. Uh, and the first one I'm going to go
0: for is. Uh, bit of a bit of bomb there uh, outside yeah I, I'm, I'm glad that exhaust just exploded outside the flat because it's a very hot day it's quite like the sweat box in here isn't it craig so we thought it open the doors but of course but it's showing real life we're real podcast oh, we are documentarians aren't we this this is hyper realism
1: yeah so my first lone player he only played uh with us for one season um uh, and it was a, That's not
0: a, that unusual for a lone player, though, is it, Craig? No,
1: we've had a few like come back. Double and, year, yeah, like yeah, and, uh but Yeah, uh, and collector, um uh, Oh, yes, he was a very good one. ...came from Chelsea, and uh, really solid at the back, just what we needed uh, after having a few failed attempts at the playoffs mm-hmm. in the Championship. And we all thought he would have come back, even Barry Bannon, he's always mentioned on the show, he was tweeting, he uh, saying... Or uh, uh, like putting like cryptic messages on like Instagram, like with a Jamaican flag, tagging Big Hector in, and the summer just kept going and going and going and uh, and he didn't come. It was a big and,
0: pointless tease, wasn't it?
1: And they uh, they wanted a lot of money for him. I think it was uh, a good five, seven million. Uh, Chelsea and we and we just couldn't afford him in that time. And uh, I don't know if you remember, because. Uh, he, then he had, then he went to Fulham, but because he mm. played three times uh, within a season for three clubs, he couldn't oh. he, he couldn't play uh, for the first part of the season. Uh, oh, right. So he had to, Then he went to Fulham, uh, and he made an appearance. Uh, Premier other, League, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, uh, the night, but yeah, uh, definitely a Championship player. uh oh. I, I think he proved that when he went to uh, Premier League for Fulham. But yeah, that were a big one, and I were quite. Upset about that when I want I wanted him well, back particularly
0: after your mate Bannon had uh, provided all this uh, exposition. Yeah. which amounted to nothing.
1: And then uh, the next one, we'll go back a few years, and there's always a running joke with this one. Like nearly every transfer window, uh, was is he is he in the medical room? Is he actually going to come on a permanent deal? Or the pub? Uh, or the pub? And uh, he actually just did a, a an under the cosh a few weeks back, and uh, great insight. And it's Ben Marshall and. He came from Stoke, a uh, tricky winger, bit of a Jack the Lad, uh, roomed with Gary Medine, so it's probably, you, you can oh, imagine what Lord. what what they're going to get up to. But, from uh, the under the cosh, he wasn't a good trainer, he he didn't really turn up to training, he was always uh, on nights out it's in it's Sheffield, at Tuesday or Thursday, probably uh, dancing on the Viper Rooms, dance floor, but, Funny enough, Gary Megson, the the strict Gary Megson, was happy with it because he was t- turning up every Saturday and uh, sh- doing the goods, uh, basically.
0: I had a similar experience at Leicester as well, didn't he? Because uh, obviously also revealed on that podcast is where they went on a sort of training um, excursion to Spain or Portugal, I think it was, with Leicester. And uh, Big Nige and his assistants, uh, old Shakespeare, Having a look, saw Ben Marshall climbing back over the wall at eight o'clock in the morning from the night out. Big Nige weren't bothered to were worry. In fact, so much so apparently, Big Nige would often uh, indulge in a couple of shots—a bit, a bit Carlton Palmer-esque, like the a bit way of he CP. used the way he used to go up to the um, sort of exec suites, didn't he, before a game at Wednesday and have a brandy just before going out with his boots on. And I think Ben Marshall would be up there with a lot of Chef for Wednesday, uh,
1: Loan Lovings area, mm-hmm. And obviously, he actually went to you guys, didn't he? Mm-hmm. He actually thought he wanted to come to Sheffield Wednesday. He thought it was going to happen. And Milan Mandridge at the time didn't want to put the uh, money down or pay what Stoke wanted. Yep. Uh,
0: but then he went to Leicester, which... Bit erratic at Leicester. Scored a few decent goals and then really pissed off the fan base when we were playing Barnsley away. And we were 2-0 down. And you know, you're 2 0 down, you've got a corner, 10 minutes to go. You should be rushing over to take that corner, shouldn't you? Because you yeah. it needs to be immediate, you want a response. He might have be been thinking about going out. Well, maybe I think he was thinking about having a couple in the frog and parrot because he, he ambles over to which naturally Leicester thought, oh, what the fuck are you doing, Marshall? Hurry up. Starts veeing, starts going, what's your fucking bro Oh, this bloody shite to away fans, so that, that sort of soured it, and he couldn't, and when he did that podcast again, couldn't see what the issue was, still at this point in time. Should have been quicker, Ben. Oh, yeah, he actually mentioned that, didn't he? He in, did, in and the, still, still couldn't see what the problem was. Uh, and the next one, this is a, a bit of a,
1: this is when I first started going to like a, away games, and uh, getting really into the uh the Sheffield Wednesday or, uh, uh, see, I have seen ticket and things like that. and It was Kenwin Jones, er uh, uh, mm, big Ken. Scored seven goals in seven appearances, right. going from Southampton. Mm-hmm. Real, real fans' favorite, and that were it. Uh, he obviously went back to Southampton. Couldn't afford him, and but
0: yeah, he was great. At those uh, those games and a great guy and. Uh, and also. Sorry to intervene there, Craig. Uh, Matthew, one of our uh, regular contributors, Wednesday fan. Rosie. Uh, he mentioned uh, Kenwyn Jones as well, and apparently, um, a bit like when Larry David used to do stand-up comedy, he'd look from behind the curtain and he'd have a look at the crowd, and he'd be like, "You're not my people." Pull the curtain back. I'm not going out there. Apparently, Kenwin, when he when he first arrived at Wednesday, would look out of the sort of training room. Sort of the changing like, what room, am door I doing here? and look at the weather, and be like, "Nah, I'm I'm, I'm not having that." And he'd uh, he'd sack off training, Um and also apparently, I don't know if you about this one, Craigo, when he ended up at Stoke uh, about 2013, he discovered a bloody pig's head in his dressing room locker, right? And he thought it was ex Wednesday midfielder Glen Whelan's fault. So how did he respond? Put a brick through his car window. But it transpires, it, it wasn't Glen yeah, Whelan. Ben Marshall. wasn't Ben, no. <laughs> he didn't get pissed up on a night uh decapitate a bit, a, a bit of farmyard stock animal and, and put it in there. No, but originally, John Walters, right? Roy oh, Keane's best mate. He's meant, a bit of a character, isn't he? Supposedly so. He meant to put it in Matthew Everington's locker. Everington thought it was Glenn Whelan. So, he put, this so he put it in what he thought was Glen Whelan's locker. Transpired it was uh, Kenwin's. Poor Ken Wyn. I know, absolutely. I mean, and I assume the weather was bad that day as well. So he had a, he had a pig's head in the bloody locker and it was pissing it down because he was in Stoke. Very windy I, as well.
1: Have, have we got the actual stats for Ken Wynne at Stoke? Could he actually do it on a cold shoot? So if, he, if, he like we- if he didn't like the weather at <laughs> Wednesday, right.
0: why is he gone he to Stoke? He could not cope with a uh,
1: cold night on a uh, what, His on a age Tuesday screwed him November over time. there. So who's uh, your next one then, Craig? So the next one... Uh, Ross Barkley, and Ugh, old lughead! <laughs> and when I mention this, a lot of people think, "Did he, did Ross Barkley play for?" Him? Yes, he, he did. did. He did, and I really lo- liked Barkley. A uh, really good player. Uh, uh, looks re- really old though in the pictures when he played. But I don't know if you've ever seen the. Pic- I oh, assume he have...
0: was only what nineteen? 20? Yeah, he
1: looked he looked old. Looked old then. Uh,
0: Giant head, that man.
1: And great player. Uh, uh, come up with a few cracking goals I remember one game we mm-hmm. actually lost this and it was such a uh, a few Wednesday fans will remember this game We I think it, we lost 2-1 uh, uh, against Bolton and Barclay scored and uh, Alonso so actually two Chelsea players obviously now Barclay and Alonso the left back Alonso was playing for uh a Bolton and he cracked in a last-minute free kick, mm-hmm. and I never forget. And you'll know you've been to the Leppins Lane end on Wednesday. The, the top tier is, qu- is quite high, isn't it? It's pretty steep. It's pretty steep. This Bolton fan just oh. ru- just runs down. Oh yeah, cover this. Runs down after Alonso just whipped this free kick in. It's only he's only fo- fallen from top stanchion into to bottom. The bottom tier. That's the right. bottom tier. And I know all, all Wednesday fans like like oh he's dead. He's, he's like we're oh, we laughing. Because we've lost, we're gonna lose, but yeah. then oh bottom fans die. And anyway, he just gets so he's so, uncelebrating, so, so, didn't he? So, so, celebrating. Remember that. But yeah, Ross Bottom but what what's really annoying about this one that with Ross Barkley? We were struggling It's <laughs> a shock So he got recalled by Everton. Mm-hmm. So at the time Leeds were doing much better than us. So Warnock Brum Colin. Colin got Barkley to Leeds. So bear in mind, he's playing week in week out for Wednesday, doing well, Mm -hmm. enjoying his football. They recall him, Everton wanted him in the top 16. We were like mid-table, maybe flirting with relegation a bit. Gus Gus to uh, Leeds, Mm -hmm. started a couple of games and then he got binned off because Warnick, this is his exact word, said, I've got Michael Brown. I've got, I've got Michael Brown doing the same job. Michael Brown is better than Ross Barkley, and that just sums up Warnock for me. And then- He's and, bang on. <laughs> uh, and even the Leeds fans t- t- dis- disagree with Warnock there. Like Barkley were actually a lot better than Michael Brown but mm-hmm. that's obviously the United and Warnock connection there. But yeah, and then I think he got called back. And the last one just to briefly talk about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the player final season when we lost against toloki Obviously, as you know, I'm still not fully over that. No, uh, uh, but we, really we, we had a, like a Spanish little midfielder, what just complemented uh, Barry Bannon really well, called Alex Lopez. And we actually didn't realise what type of good player we had. Where on did he come from, Craig? Celta Vigo okay. on, on loan. Mm-hmm. It came from Celta Vigo on loan. Uh, not re- and to be fair, I think he played virtually a lot of uh, the full season prior to that for them. Uh and in, in the first half of the season when we got to that final, he didn't really like fit in, we didn't know where to uh, play him, Carlos didn't know where to play him. Mm-hmm. But the latter part of that season, he were brilliant and we thought what a player we've got on his hands here. Mm-hmm. And then he ended to end up going back. I don't know what it was, uh, he really enjoyed his time there. Mm-hmm. Anything he wants to do with Wednesdays tweeting about us, he's got that love for Wednesday. But it was one of them a player got away uh but yeah a lot i could have said a lot more but they're my five
0: okay um, well we've had we've had quite a few suggestions actually now get ready for this one international renown the show's getting now all right so we've had a suggestion from esteban pablo okay from zurich a cheltenham fan in zurich right and I would, I've never thought I'd hear that It's good, is it? And he suggested Jack Butland He were at Cheltenham for 12 games in 2011 And he had seven clean sheets Now, obviously clearly did very well there And then he was alright at Stoke Had a bit of a mare near the end But blamed everyone else I've never rated him When they went down I've never rated Butland Oh, so forget it, Esteban
1: Pablo No Craig says it's bollocks Even the Leeds fans, uh, mates, have said when he were there mm-hmm. No not having him.
0: No. Okay. Got a suggestion from uh, another good friend of ours. Old Blue. Blue Balls. Yeah. Uh, very apt name as uh, is, a, is a Chelsea fan. Because the Blue Balls bit, definitely not due to having sort of swelled, low-hanging testes. Because I understand he's <laughs> he's regularly drained. Um, he's gone for Ali Dyer's absolutely legitimate cousin, George Weyer. Okay. Now, he scored a winner against Spurs in his debut. Right. He then, bait, then he sort of scored goals, he got goals against Gillingham and Leicester on the road to an ultimately successful cup run in the year 2000. Um, and there was lots of warmth towards George Weir at that time. Of course, not just because he was a phenomenal football player, and wonderful things at Milan, that marvellous goal where he went round the entire team, despite the fact nobody made a tackle against him. Um, lots of warmth towards him because he was alongside Chris Sutton uh, at Chelsea who blew, quote, described him as a pile of dog shit. And that's probably why he wasn't allowed her, uh, at the old firm game of the day, or not in the old firm, but to do the uh, the co-coms. He's, with... he's 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 a nobed commentator though, because he's a bit like Robbie Savage in that he's completely insincere. He'd be all right on top. Yeah, sport. he he was a good player, but it, it's just arrogance. I think he,
1: I think he's out there to wind people up. Sutton, I'm, I've never liked him.
0: because yeah, he's because he's insincere. He he doesn't. I don't know. He doesn't stick to his guns. Has he got an opinion just... like Savage? Yeah, they both have, and they're both shit opinions. Um got John, John a fan. He's gone for, and forgive me if I say this wrong, Franklin Mado Madu. I apologise if that was incorrect. On loan from Serie B. Lots of hype and hyperbole in the build-up to the move. Few comparisons being made to uh, Ivano uh, Benetti. Alas, he made one appearance. Spending the rest of his time in the stands before it was time to say, Arrivederci. And we've got another suggestion. I mean, are, are you looking at me in the way that John's not really understood the premise here? He's sent through a shit loan player. Yeah. I know, don't worry. Uh, the next one, which is also shit as opposed to good. Again, John, shoddy, isn't it, really? Who played for Wednesday Craig. Another worthy Tranmere mention is John Osemabor. Okay, so, of course, famous for getting shot in the arse. Right in his first appearance on his own debut, four minutes in, not touched the ball. John flies like a bullet off the end of the pitch, over the hoardings and down into the stand below. Never seen again. Sent back to his parent club. To be fair, I totally, I'm I'm glad John's mentioned that because
1: I totally forgot we had summer ball on the books of Wednesday. Is there another one for him? Any more lone players from John? No. No. What about Liam Palmer? Ah, did he go to Tramere, did he, he? went to Tramere, played in the centre midfield uh, role Like John said, he, he won a trophy I'm, uh, I'm surprised he uh, put big Liam there
0: Well again, as we've said, John's he's misunderstood the concept Yeah, he's good, he's
1: good loan players Yeah, no,
0: come on John And then the last one we've got from uh, another Leicester fan, Paul, lovely chap He's gone for Muzzy, is it? Who are Mustafar from Chelsea? And it was one of the first games I ever went to, actually. Uh, we were playing Birmingham City in the 95 96 season. Horrible bit of trouble after that, Come with a few big bricks thrown about. He looked very pale, very frail, but he, he was absolutely fantastic in that game. And of course, he's renowned for scoring that absolutely sublime overhead kick in the pissing rain at Grimsby, which was marvellous because it ensured that the blow up fish were lowered. That particular day. Just to uh, so, say, so, we have not got any shares in Grimsby. Because I think every episode... got a lot of
1: mentions. We've got a lot of mentions. The Blowfish, yet again, it, it, from the first episode right
0: into the But fourth. we've got a stooge at Grimsby, though, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Got old Ryan at Grimsby. So, uh, Muzzy was a regular drinker at uh, a bar on Churchgate called Undecided. Which, honestly, if you went past it, you wouldn't be undecided. You'd be like, right, I'm walking past it. Uh, opened by Simon Grayson. Former Leicester right back, and manager Uh, Which ended up becoming um, a variety of different shitholes Including Blaze, which was another corker Which I assume probably did catch fire at at one time Definitely arson And then other great sort of drinkeries at the time Which I assume Muzzy would have got involved in Crystals, Rhythm Room, Traz, Mosquito Coast Was he a
1: big party animal then?
0: Uh, like I don't of know, he ended, ended up opening uh, Was it the boot room in Leicester? Um, or You could also take a trip around that time To a nightclub called Life I'm not sure if that was still there when I was at university Where at the end of the evening you could get A briny hot dog Or if you didn't get that, of course, you could always go for a burger at TJ's They were alright then Now I can remember one time being sat in a kebab house Might have been TJ's or whatever And you know about this one, Crago I think, and this fella had pretty much left a completely pristine kebab. I wrote you and he didn't have a huge amount of money. You didn't have it. I did. I started eating it. He walked past (laughs) and he put put his head on his hands and he went, you man is tramp, you man is tramp. If I see you on dance floor, I'm going to cuss you because you man is tramp, just shouting in my face. But But what I thought would be great and hilarious would just be... just. Proper slopping it up in his face. rape right dick move that one was. So, it's all let's... muzzy, is it? Is
1: it muzzy, is it? I, I used to love that joke. Is it muzzy? It is muzzy, is it?
0: Yeah. So we're now I'm going to delve into the rich history of fairly consistent shit football shows. I'm looking forward to this. Oh, good. I'm glad you are, Craig. It's going to be good. Um, because typically, one thing that bonds them all, there's not any football show that can film football correctly. No. It's always sort of like one person with a the ball, they're the running towards the goal, defenders seemingly fall out the way. Yeah. Or a goalkeeper—it's—it's it's hit straight down the middle. Oh, I'm going to grab Douglas it and fling myself out the way of the uh, what would have or, been a very simple Pressman. shot or Pressman. The flying cheeseburger. The flying cheeseburger they have 't one of them. Now the first show I'm going to look at Dream Team. Okay, uh, Sky One's sort of one of its flagship shows for a period, wasn't it? So they were a fake Midlands team, Archester United and played in that rather garish purple kit which I think for a time you could get from JD actually Yeah, you could buy the kit, yeah And it starred Alison King as Linda Block uh, who now features in uh, Coronation Street Don't you? I think she might be manager at Factory Ricky Whittle, who uh, were in the Oaks for a period of time Now, having watched a few Dream Team episodes which, oh good lord, was a drag, let me inform you It seems that many of the episodes were inspired, I think, by the Steve Bruce murder mystery novels. Um, Titles that included, of course, Stryker, and now costs £1,000 if you want to buy a copy. If somebody can produce a PDF version of his murder mystery novels, that'd be phenomenal. Because unfortunately, as much as I do love um, finding out about the Steve Bruce murder mystery novels, I ain't paying a grand for a copy. We love the cabbage, don't we? We love the cabbage Oh of course I forgot about that it, Which he described I think as a heinous act When somebody threw A cabbage at him I McBilly. still can't believe We got 6.5 million For him Did I right for, for six months For him to go and watch um, The West Indies yeah, Test match got
1: series got 6.5 million Fair play
0: So in the Steve Barnes Murder mystery novels That I do think Have inspired the dream team Where the hero And football manager Steve Barnes Great change upon the name Would save the day Through doing Slide tackles Right, and exposing terrorists through football chat. So one particular quote was, he said his favourite player was Ielbergovich. These terrorists weren't Irish; they were Israeli. Right. So on the back of that, I think, as I say, I think the Dream Team writers may have read a couple of those. So after the club chairman Jerry Block, right, found out that his wife Linda was having an affair with a player manager. Luis Amor mm-hmm. Rodriguez. Should've known he's got love in his name, and so very sort of Chris Coleman esque, very Latin Lothario Um so you know, somebody's having an affair with your wife or whatever, you're gonna be very upset, you're gonna be you're gonna be emotional, you're gonna confront that person. Jerry decided to have his player manager um shot by a sniper as he lifted the FA Cup. He survived that. Le- at least it's real, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's yeah. I mean, yeah, of course it is. That's the like this podcast, Craig. Realism, isn't it? Right. Another great storyline was when a fan, right, got a bit pissy with the team. His name was Jason Porter. Worked at a local tyre company, and he's giving all the players you fucking shit, Carl Fletcher. Because they had apparently they had a few cockney fans. You shit Fletcher, right? So to show him up, the Archester boss said, right, I've had enough of this giving our team crap. Get on the pitch, mate. Brings him on at half-time in a pre-season friendly. Thought, right, we're going to show him up. Because, you know, he's giving him all this shit. Um, Put him on up front. Scored the winning goal. Went on to become a Premier League legend. Didn't work, did it, Craig? Again, realism. Again, of course it is. Now, considering this is one team. One team. Very unfortunate when it comes to death. Right? So they had... A plane crash Right Equally as devastating Craig Wasn't insured Right We had the goalkeeper uh, Took the team hostage Due to gambling debts Not quite sure on the link there Uh, He eventually was shot dead by a swap team There was a bus bus crash that occurred Don't worry that was insured Um, Then the manager Don Bastard Barker Killed their star player Right Carl Fletcher Impaled him on a clothes peg, all right. During a match, another one. This during a match, talented midfielder Clyde Connolly, right, had a great game. It helped him reach the Champions League knockout stages. Got substituted, right, to a standing ovation. This I, know, ju- I know that. Feeling. This, is, this is Of course you do. Yeah. Happened happened at uh, the uh, the New York, didn't it? Oh, don't
1: talk to me about that uh, for your she was, uh, uh, yeah. Cup final, wasn't it? Yeah, Ultimately anyway, lost it. That, that might be next week's
0: episode. So Clyde Connolly, right, during the match, climbs to the roof of the stadium, throws himself off during the game. Traumatises the <laughs> entire attendance, yeah. Do you know what they needed? They needed to dip into the loan market, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did need a few loan players after this. Right, last death on mass, right, was when the former manager aggrieved with the team, Suicide-bombed the team bus in the Millennium Stadium car park Alright So, final one for Dream Team The owner Struggling Money out the door No wonder he's having to buy a squad every fucking two weeks, <laughs> isn't he? So, the stresses are becoming a leader He did the only logical thing you could do Maybe Mel Morris should do this Maybe Berry should have done this He gave the club away in a raffle Alright So this was supposed to be an opportunity For a Harch- Harchester Die hard to run the club All Right, Three Everton fans Who lived in a caravan Won the raffle Now I don't know if good that prize. was good it, prize Great prize isn't it Great prize that Now I don't know if that was The same ownership model That uh, got used at Tranmere, And they had that joint one And they got really pissy about them But uh, Bloody good dream team The next one Footballers' wives. All right, a bit more salacious than Dream Team. And what a go, show? G- what a g- show? Give us the great news, Craig. What's happening? It, it's actually coming back. It's coming. Tanya in Ten Sizes is coming back.
1: I thought they were going to do a new series, but it's not. They're just they're just putting it back on their, uh on streams. So. Uh, no, so it's not a new series. Oh, they they oh, they are airing it again, basically, uh, on ITB Up. So, so an
0: opportunity to, 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 to relive
1: to relive. Uh, footballers' wives and uh, Which we're going to do now Yeah, and we? o- hopefully We'll do a better job than
0: Eamon and Roof did on uh, This morning But anyway, let's go for it Okay So one particular storyline I can remember that they That they dealt with In a, in a very sensitive way Was um, the hermaphrodite storyline um, Where I can recall The father Saying about his own child That baby's got a nobina fanny so that ran from 2002 to 2006 and uh, centred on the WAGs. Oh, yeah, nice that was the, it, was, it was the WAG culture, As opposed to the players. Um, people who played for the uh, fictionally named Earls Park. Okay, so um, particular uh, storylines often involve Tanya, mm. wasn't it? With the intense eye of the lead character played by uh, Zoe Looker, who... Um, in, in, in one particular uh, narrative strand Shagged her husband Frank to death Okay, so she was having an affair She wanted Frank, old Frank out of the way So she mixed up a lethal concoction Viagra, booze and coke And she knew, right if so they had It this... sounds like her and I how we been Marshall, too Marshall Not far <laughs> off lad, yeah I, I, I don't know if uh, Zoe Looker was able to get over a fence For big night, to be like, I'll ignore that and I'm not going to fight you. So she knew, after putting all that stuff in him, that a big sesh fin- finish him off. And it did. Um, another 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 disastrous storyline involving our Tanya was when her baby, I don't know if it was the baby who had a knob and a fanny, was smothered to death by a dog. All right. A lot of death in these football uh, yeah. shows. Very interesting name, baby. Punderick. Um, who at the time of his death was was immersed in fake tan. Alright? All right. You get it tattooed while you're at it. Um, so, obviously she didn't have much luck um as her first canine companion, um Simba, ended up being served in a curry. Well <laughs> certainly wasn't the Lion King, was he? Great story. <laughs> Great story I can't wait to rewatch these. Get on it, <laughs> ITV or woo ga There you go. And now move on to uh, Fash FC, okay? Um, which involved, of course, John Fashenu, who's in numerous instances revealed himself to be a complete shite hawk. Now, Fash FC didn't stand for Fash Football Club. Bash football Challenge, which it most certainly proved to be. And they competed in the 2003-2004 Hendon Sunday Premier League. Now, he managed a group of amateur players who he'd often refer to as milkmen. Um, I mean, amateur level, isn't it? But... Uh, I don't know. They do a job. Milkman, I know,
1: but they do a job, don't they? What, what's the reason? Do we know the reason behind the milkman? Fash doesn't have to give a reason,
0: right? And his grasp of English is not particularly great. Now, I can recall when he was on the footballer special for uh, Come Dying with Me, and he described Frank Worthington's chocolate mousse as a succulent meal. Now, I've heard rich, indulgent, velvety, succulent, succulent. Okay, now. The club crest, and you like this, don't you? Craig, it is it, a good one for fascist football challenge. Was there's a football in the middle of it? Okay, that's fair yep. enough, isn't it? That's the sport you play. Yep. Now, around it, three bottles of champagne, yep. a sports car, and a glamour model. All right. So that's football. Hey, come on! Um, certainly was on footballers' wives. So John, when he was first looking to put this side together, is worried that there would be flash points, okay? He was worried that there'd be, these are quotes by the way, blooming tears, it was very partish of him, wasn't it? And that there'd be punch-ups. He claimed it was all inevitable, as inevitable as night and day, because this is the world of football. It's a red-blooded, macho game, and if you can't handle that, get out now, said Fash. Um He's right. He is right, isn't he? I thought he was right. And another thing, Craig, I'll tell you, he does not like swearing, right? And no, he felt, I'm not a fan. You're not a fan of swearing? No, no, oh, I'm no. sorry. No. I've, I've, had a, I've had a few, haven't I, during this? He don't like swearing, and he felt he reserved the right, if he heard you swearing regularly, to sack you. Okay? So, on the particular episode I watched, right, which was the opening episode, when he was accruing his side, there was a close-up of an application, you had to send an application in, of a potential player and on his application you'd think it'd say, like, good passer, you know, in the in the air, he's got some aerial ability, just said, bad tattoo, not sure about him. I don't think that'll be going on a FIFA card, will it, to be fair? No, because I'd get I get one out of hundred if it were based on that, wouldn't I? Now, and each player sent in a sort of dating-style video, but sort of like one from the 80s, so it's a sort of close-up on the face. And uh, these were some of the responses. Er, uh, I'm a cook. Okay, good. Good relevancy towards his foot in the One said he had an orange tree. Now, I don't know if he felt, oh, it's all right, I'll sort it out for, for half-time or whatever. I'll be all right, get the segments in. Another, hey, I'm a performer despite being an accountant. So hey, I cook the books of the day, but my God, do I play hard at night? There were a few uh, celeb cameos. There was Gazza's favorite, Les Ferdinand, right, his good luck charm, Dave Besant, and uh, Phil Tufnell was in there, who was clearly over, who said, you survived the jangle, you should be all right with it, shouldn't ya? After that, they played a little bit of a personality game with with these really awful sort of like in the office, you know, where the, where it's sort of like trust games or whatever, where they catch one another, all this type of stuff. Played this person- a bit of team bonding, yeah. A bit of team bonding, right? During the personality game, they said, "Give us the most interesting thing about yourself." One bloke said, uh, well, I banged a sixty-year-old." That was his. There was another one who said, "Yeah, I, I full with some lass with me it, mate." Is it Tom Pope? Oh,
1: hey. oh, oh best, No, it's not. Oh,
0: best, I've not heard be, about that, though. It'll, it'll, be after, it'll be after me. I don't think he'll listen to this. Ah, I think that's probably guaranteed. <laughs> um, there was another fella who wrote a song for England. Wrote a song for England. It was very much on par with the Hamilton's effort. And it was like, we need to score for England. And he claimed he loved his music, loved his football. Reason enough to get in. Um, during the interview process, one of the potential players revealed as a porn star... Uh, and they said, what do your family think about that? They're happy with it. They're happy with it. They claimed he had good ball control. And that was Fash FC. Um, but equally to that, in regards to sort of like shitty show trivia or whatever, I remember—I don't know if you can remember this particular documentary, Craig. Uh, John Fashnew went on... Um, a program looking into the use and effects of cannabis and whether it could be used as something that's medicinal obviously it's been proven on numerous grounds that that be the case um, this ITV documentary was called Gone to Pot right, which Good name. not explained all through the series John was dressed in a Sweden tracksuit Right, And th- it was it was in California, obviously a very liberal sort of place and there's often uh, the, the many sort of different ways in which cannabis was used and one particular thing, all the celebrities went for a sort of cannabis oil massage John refused because he said, um, if I have this massage and I go out on the street and people smell me, they're going to think I'm a smackhead <laughs> He's right <laughs> He's right. (laughs) So the final show we're going to look at is an animated one. And it's the... Hurricanes champion spirit is here to stay. From 1997. Great programme. It was, wasn't it? I really enjoyed it. Now, they were managed by Jock Stone. Who, uh, a bit like Steve Barnes, isn't it? As it was based on Celtic's Jock Steen. Now, they'd often be battling... Seemed every single week With renegade side The Gorgons Who were managed by Stavros Garkos Okay It was a bit of an evil mobster um, He wanted his team To be world champions But he also wanted a, a few other things He wanted to prove That football Had originated In Greece Okay They had a few uh, Interesting um, Members that they recruited Into the side as well In the net They had Genghis Khan Told Genghis Of course they did The The uh, previous world conqueror Benny the Viking I? solid defender that lad who was a good friend of a rival team owner who was uh, rather worryingly called General Suarez who would often bite people he didn't he didn't oh. he did. not this one no, Craig not that not this one he'd do, right. some, he'd, he'd do something potentially worse when they'd have an away day at General Suarez's uh, he'd imprisoned them so he, he took the Hurricanes hostage Thankfully they weren't Osuarez uh, wasn't shot by a SWAT team This is not a dream team um, Now He'd also imprisoned Another team called The Invincibles And basically Whoever won that game Would be freed Okay Now Those two teams I think they should do this in real life You think so, Yeah, you? yeah like, with, you, with what teams?
1: Well, with anyone Like if you lose Everton you, and you, Liverpool
0: Yeah, it's lock them away They're going to be kept there yeah, In the, that, uh, the doldrums in that, the cellar That's it Now the Invincibles and the Hurricanes got together and said, said, bollocks this, mate. We're not having this Garkos. We're not having this Suarez. We're going to get out of this. So they attempted to escape. And Suarez's henchman, right, absolutely desperate to shoot both teams. But Suarez, in the end, turned out to be a good guy. Let him go because he said, this is for the good of football, that these two teams are not held You yet can anymore. see where
1: Dream Team got the strip, script from, yeah? On, well, yeah, on, on, on and, and Steve Barnes.
0: Yeah. Now, often, away days would take place at volcanoes and jungles and often, they'd have to bounce back from being 6-0 down at half-time and they'd often do it. Um, particularly that like one game I can remember where they were playing in the Sahara. They weren't used to the conditions. It wasn't right for them. Like Canwin. win, Oh, yeah, exactly. He'd have been perfect, <laughs> wouldn't it? he, he He'd have a <laughs> too dry and arid. <laughs> You can forget it, I'm not doing it Now in one specific episode I watched Called Topper's Typo Now Topper was the club's mascot Uh, He was a monkey, right And he started pissing about on the manager's computer And he ended up booking an away fixture At a swimming pool against an all girls team This is 97 You can't have those things You can't The Patriarch is in full swing So a furious jock wanted, wanted Topper, right He'd had enough Take him to a zoo. He's he's fucking up too many things, Topper. Sorry for swearing, Craig. You're not the fash. You can't no, attack me. No. Now, in that particular episode, I noticed so seemingly, um, gender wasn't where it is now. Also, race didn't appear to be where it was because there was a Brazilian player called Napa Thompson, it's not particularly apt uh, Brazilian name. He was playing barefoot. All uh, right. Um. Another episode that I watched, where Topper was being a knobhead, called Score Time, right? Um, where the side were playing in a Mayan temple, right? He stole the player's morale-boosting fan mail, because they used to get fan mail, the Hurricanes, right? They used to get, it showed, it got I think it was Napa Thompson got a lovely letter from a female supporter who said, oh yeah, I'd love to marry you. Topper fucking gets in to barefoot Napa Thompson, Pisses off with his uh, his fan mail. Fan mail? Napper, devastated, couldn't play. Got to did, the he, did he ever get the letter? He, he got it back eventually. Too late, mate. Lost the game. I'm telling you, Topper, get him to twy Cross. So, what with the triumphant return of Craig back to the show, we, of course, will get his exclusive insights on the world's first Sheffield FC. But uh, this weekend, on an away day to the northeast up at Shildon, didn't quite go to plan, did it?
1: Yeah, so my first uh, game back after being off uh, with illness for Sheffield FC, but yeah, all we played. Yeah, all that poo. But yeah, we played children. Didn't do. Yeah, not a great result. Lost five one. And mm. boys know we can be much better, and, I hope and, so. and we will be better. Uh, but yeah, we've got a big week, and uh, hopefully we can turn it round. At um, home next week, and uh, Hebern yeah, Hebden Town. So that that should be a uh, a tough game. N- the near us in the league, but yeah, uh, it, the the people of Shield they were they were really welcome. They were lovely
0: and welcome
1: in Yeah, the, Craig. that's how they sounded to a fair. Oh, and, thank you very much. And from everyone as we entered the uh, the ground, uh, really welcoming uh, from the the footballing uh, side. No, no even no even from the volunteers they're really really nice and oh god uh, and to be fair to add a nice little uh, delicacy uh, uh, a Nuki brown oh, A that, lovely
0: velvety brown no wonder you've been pulling so much but as well as the 5-1 result of course not what you wanted catering not great Craig was it no like
1: uh, I'm, I'm always I'm not playing I'm mm-hmm. always like Obviously, make sure the lads have the food and everything before I Come go. much do they
0: need reminding?
1: V- before I go up, and uh, normally uh, we get some good snap. And it was, uh, it was it wasn't the best from uh, from Sheldon. It was chips, chips, not bad. Yeah, fairly uh, base
0: football foddy, yeah.
1: Big, uh, nothing wrong with broccoli, but broccoli just there. Next, just in a bowl,
0: broccoli yeah, in a bowl, pasta,
1: and then just grated cheese. Uh, to be fair though, I did have two portions of it, I was very hungry, oh, right. But right, uh, do you, you have two bowls of just broccoli by but, yourself? No,
0: two, two bits of broccoli, but oh. yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, it's nothing on Anne's cabin at Allem though is it? No, for uh, to mention your rivals who are doing supremely well at this moment in time, eight victories on the spin, marvellous Ann's cabin, get chili oh, and So they, chips, are, they are a division below, so, uh.
1: not, so yeah, even though I used to play for them, but uh, yeah, they're doing well and uh, hopefully we need to, get uh, a pot noodle here as well, hopefully we. Uh, We'll turn it around And I'm sure we will But yeah um, Hope for the next uh, Podcast I'll be here Same we've got The three points Celebrating
0: a victory And a decent meal Well that's it The climax of episode four Of It's our year podcast And it's
1: great to be back I, I'm so lovely, lovely
0: to have and, you Craig And to be fair but No poo fair, during the
1: episode To fair few I thought out. you did really well On your own
0: No, no thank you And
1: no. I actually Listened to it and I thought it was great. When he was yeah. stuck on the bog? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was good. Uh, uh, but don't get used to it, but I'm back now. Yeah. A bit of a, I know you enjoyed it. Yeah. I could tell
0: you enjoyed it. It was all right, yeah. Did relish it quite a lot. Now, one thing you just wanted to mention before we bugger off, Craig, you've got this little breakdown, have not you? Because you were saying, oh, you know, can't believe we're still doing Did this. It? People yeah. are listening. I claimed people aren't necessarily listening. And There's only are. a few, but are. you've got a breakdown of the international reach. I can't believe it. broadcast. I, I Go can't on then, Craig, what we got?
1: Yeah, so, obviously, the uh, people are been listening in the UK. Of the UK. Yeah. And what other countries could be listening to? Well, we know it,
0: about Switzerland. We know we've about... got the Yorick. There's Yorick
1: fan, yeah. But we've got people in Germany. So, if you're the people in Germany, please reach out to us. Who else we got, Craig? Greece. Oh, my word. And I think it's cross. my You love Greece. I love Greece, but we've not mentioned Greece. Then we've got United... Arab Emirates. That's gonna be a mistake. (laughs) It's
0: it's not. (laughs) Any others, Craig? Yes. USA, we've got USA, even, it's going across the pond. Marvellous across the Atlantic, isn't it, that people are bored in another continent. Yeah, then we've got Netherlands. Oh, lovely, the Dutch.
1: And the Spanish, so. From what was a a bit of fun, we are reaching out to people, and it's unbelievable. It? I, and I'm not making this up. If people want this uh, copy of their, uh, oh, the, oh, they demanding it. The audience details, it is there. They but want yeah, great but brand, it's been it? a great. It's been a great one, and uh, I'm really enjoyed looking back
0: at the uh, the TV shows. Uh, What's not it? so great TV shows. No, the shite TV shows. Yeah, we understood that. Unlike John with the lone players now. Thank you for those people, for the contributions for the lone players. Now, for next week, if you can help us out, if you were thinking of continuing on with the shitty TV show, so if you've got anything on the Renford Rejects, uh, anything on the Michael Owen sort of child-based sitcom, Zero to Hero, or any other suggestions, um, we're also after people's favourite chants. Now, mine's quite a simplistic one, and it's just when the opposition's... Goalkeepers about to do a booking, and, and as you know, Wednesday create a lot of the chance, which a lot of clubs copy. Are you attempting to say that you? We we are the originators. Of we many of these we've chants? made uh, quite a lot of the the songs. Right? Okay, I mean you've got some uniquely shit ones that nobody's opted yeah. to copy, like Hallelujah. Hallelujah, yeah, but we have
1: uh, Honolulu. Should yeah. I say, yeah? But we have got some uh, what we've made, and I think yeah, uh, I think we have quite a bit trendsetters. Trendsetters, yeah. But yeah, uh, you didn't do
0: that one though, did you, Craig? Go. Oh twat your shit. <laughs> Talk with them with a a bit of Bernie there, eh? But uh, no, we'll uh, we'll see you next week. Hopefully, people in the United Arab Emirates will carry on listening, eh? I wonder. Yeah.